Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Radio Land. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River, which happened to be everywhere in the Chattanooga area. It is not inside the banks anymore. That's for sure. Good morning, Professor Trout. Good morning, Tony Sanders. How are you? I'm doing well this wet morning. Look How are you, you doing? You got a beard? Yes, I do. I've got my crane beard going. Uh, woke up last night, was a little, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you're not sure. I touched my face and I thought, wait a minute, there's a dead animal on my face. No, it's just my beard. So. I don't know that I would stretch and call that a dead animal yet. It's kind of mangy. And are you going to go? Yeah, it is mangy looking. Are you, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. It's are you going to, are you going to? Go like a big thick beard, man beard, or you gonna keep it? I'm I'm, close tr- crop? I'm trying, but yes, <laughs> I'm thinking about doing the uh, classic fly fisherman beard. You know, the one where the guy looks like he could, you know, potentially be a yeti or a bigfoot or something like that. I don't know if everybody on TV or on Facebook Live can see the. No, they can't. I mean, it's it's. And my wife was kind enough to point out. The other day when she was looking at my beard, she goes, I kind of like it, but boy, that's gray. And I said, thank you, honey. I really appreciate that. Well, you got a little bit of dark on your chin, but wow, that's gray. Thanks, hon. Appreciate that. Love you. Mean it. It is. I know. (laughs) She's telling the truth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you're going to grow one of the, you're going to try to grow one of the epic, Long way off your face beards. I'm thinking somewhere in between uh, Duck Dynasty and ZZ Top. I'm going to try. All right. We'll see how long it lasts. It'll probably end up being gone by the first week of the semester, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, I grew it over the holiday, so I kind of like this not shaving thing. Um, I like it. All right. We, again, are being inundated with rain in the Chattanooga area, for yep. those of you who do not live here. We have gotten a ton of rain. In fact, they had a uh, drowning death over in Marion County yesterday. Yeah, lady was out camping uh, for the holidays mm-hmm. and tried to cross a rapidly flowing body of water. And I believe she tried to cross it on foot. Her feet went out from under, her, and they ended up finding her several several miles down downstream mm-hmm. bad situation yeah it is it, it and i don't understand I, I can understand you get forced into situations where you have to cross a body of water when maybe you shouldn't uh, but i don't understand if you don't if you're not being forced to go don't go right uh, I, I people i don't think people understand I think people can mis underestimate. Here we go. I'll get it right in a minute. Can underestimate the force of flowing water. Oh, most definitely. Um, having waded some really 
questionable water. I've locked arms with people before to get across a stream, and after we got across, I'm sitting there thinking, what the heck were we thinking? Because we were literally locked arms, holding on to each other. We had waiting staffs trying to brace ourselves. And this is a normal trout stream. And six inches of water flowing at a high rate can, you know, knock you off your feet in a heartbeat. And once you get knocked off your feet, that's all she wrote. You're going downstream whether you want to or not. Right. And especially with um, a lot of the the sportsmen wearing, wearing waders, if those waders don't equalize, and by equalize, I mean everybody says, oh, you're wearing waders, you'll drown. If they equalize, you're fine. If they don't equalize, yes, they're going to be like a balloon or something pulling you All down. Right, explain what equalize means. If you go if you go under from neck to feet, the water's going to enter the waders, and it's going to equalize. Meaning, right. if you go in, say it again now. If, if you go, go in from like from your neck down to yeah. your feet, I've okay. jumped in a pool with waders. Okay, on to, purpose. On purpose. Okay. Once the equalization occurs, you're fine. The problem is if you're in moving water and you only get, let's say, half the waders filled up, that's when you get in trouble because you've got more weight at your feet pulling you downstream. Okay, so you're saying if the entire wader fills up. You're good. You're okay. Really? Yeah. I've swum in waders. Yes, I have swum in waders. It's not easy, but you can do it. Okay. But, so if you go in like that, are you better off pulling the waders away from your body to let them fill up? If it, once they get started filling up, I think that's situational dependent. Um, I've gone in to where I've had them about and been able to stand up and get my feet under me. Because isn't that what the strap is that you put around your chest? Yeah, you got your waiting belt, which supposedly helps keep water out from going down to your legs. In theory. In theory, but again, it's a belt and not truly watertight. So once it equalizes, you're fine. But the problem is. A lot of times you're not in water deep enough for it to equalize, and that's where you get into trouble. And we're also not we're not we're we're discounting the fact that the water is forty degrees, and I read and the shock factor is oh god yeah the shock factor. I read something the other day. It's fifty fifty fifty. At fifty degrees for fifty minutes, you have a fifty percent chance of surviving. So in fifty degree water, you've got fifty minutes, and then hypothermia sets in, and you're going to be gone and that's 50 degrees most of your trout streams they're probably in the 40s uh low 50s upper 40s somewhere in there so you've got even less time with uh cold water and it was it was truly tragic to see this woman um drown over there in marion county and they've gotten a ton it had of, nothing to do with cold water it had everything to do with flow flow yeah, yeah. Speaking of flow, yes. What's coming? We we did some, we we did we geeked out a little mathematical. Yes, we did. We geeked out this morning on math. Um, currently at Chickamauga Dam, uh, today they're going to be flowing fourteen. <laughs> I'm sorry, just got a note. Having trouble with the volume. We haven't plugged in the. Uh, can I have the cord? <laughs> ah, we'll 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 get that. I'll hold on because this is this is kind of uh, actually interesting. <coughs> so, while you're setting that up, I will tell you how many uh, cubic feet per second 
is coming out of Chickamauga Dam in downtown Chattanooga. And the dam does have sluice gates open right now. Uh, they have pretty much all of the sluice gates open. And hopefully that will improve the sound right there. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, J.D. Appreciate it. Uh, we geeked out on the math. And currently they have 14,000. I'm sorry. Check that. 144,088 cubic feet per second being released from Chickamauga Dam. 144,088 cubic feet per second being released from Chickamauga Dam. Now, most of us don't do cubic feet per second, so I put that into gallons per minute. That is 64,671,185 gallons per minute. And you say, well, Rob, I don't understand 64 million gallons per second. Oh, let me, let me, let me go ahead while you're doing that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more geeking here. Okay. You, 60, you, 64. 64,671,185, sorry, 185. All right. All right. Everybody knows what a super tanker is. You know, those huge, massive tankers. They hold about 84 million gallons. So basically, we're flowing three-fourths of a super tanker per minute. So every hour, we're flowing 46 super tanker loads through the dam at Chickamauga right now. Okay. Let me help people out with this. Okay. Since most of us don't stand around near super tankers and understand the size of a super tanker. Okay. We are flowing 8,623 tractor-trailer tankers per minute. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. 8,600 tankers per minute. That's amazing. That I mean, and people don't respect, like you said, people don't respect the power of water. I mean, it basically dug the Grand Canyon, if you think about it, and that canyon's pretty deep. In fact, it's grand. So, um... Excuse me. Um, it's a lot of water flow. Yeah. Uh, this year, uh, to date, that's why we haven't been fishing, or at least why I have not been fishing. I can tell you right now. Uh, the rain total this year, uh, according to the uh, News Channel 9 yesterday, uh, we've had 66.53 inches of rain this year. 66.53. The average is 52.84. Now, that is taken at the airport for those of you who live at the airport. That is 13.69 inches over. So we're 13 inches over at the airport. Now, when I was doing these uh, calculations and figuring the rain for the Hamilton County area, North Hamilton County has received, uh, in certain places, over 80 inches of rain. It wasn't recorded at the airport but in northern hamlet county we have 80 inches of rain and east of i-75 there are some places that have had 80 inches of rain as well so we're talking um at least you know 23 inches over this year which to me is just a lot of it you you kept saying it has been wet this year well i mean and I, it has been i mean i was i'm walking my dog yesterday right mm-hmm. and 
and the, you literally feel the grass and topsoil moving under your feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. I remember my grandmother used to say stuff like, you know, the ground is rotten. And I, I understand what she means now. I mean, it literally, yeah. it's when my dog will, his little feet bury up in the yard. And, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking about my, my yard is kind of two-tiered. And the upper tier, which you would think all the water has run off, correct no it's just it's just it squishes i mean it's just it's there's it's saturated and the funny thing is uh i gave you a fact and i didn't know i thought this was rather interesting um that where when you think of a rainy place chattanooga tennessee does not come to mind i mean we had that terrible drought a couple of years ago you know, I wouldn't consider us to be like a really rainy, super rainy place. Off the top of your head, what city would you say, when you associate the word rain, what city would you say? Seattle. Seattle's average for the every and, year. And, I, and I've said, if I wanted this much rain, I'd move to Seattle. Right. Seattle's average rain is 39.49 inches, and our average rain per year is 54 or I'm sorry 52 so I'm wrong is what you were telling me no I'm just saying that no I'm wrong well if if Seattle is less rain than we have then I'm wrong yes but they have more rainy nasty misty days well but they have more dirty hippies too but that's another issue yeah that's true too bunch of coffee drinking salmon eating people up there they live in the rain. They live in the rain. All right. <laughs> Enough about the rain. It's wet. It's beyond wet. If you're yes. going fishing and you're running up the river in the boat, be careful because there's junk in the water. And wear your life jacket. Absolutely. Because it's cold. And if it's below 50 degrees, you have 50% chance of living for 50 minutes. Correct. I listened. Yes, you did. I know. All I right. know you listened. Let's, let's go pay a bill, J.D. And when we come back, we'll be getting into some harvest report. We have harvest support. For Ranger Dodd? Mm-hmm. We want to give him harvest support. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Well, last year we had a bumper crop when them white oak acorns started to drop. So many I twisted my ankle walking to the stand. Everywhere you look was a sweet persimmon. Big around as a Florida lemon was a white-tailed grocery store all over the land. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means. Grilling and barbecue. 
You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook. Welcome back. Sounded weird. In my, in my head. That's right. We'll live. You've been doing a lot of radio this I week, have, though. I have. It's been fun. It's been fun to come on here. And I, I did actually filled in for Brad Gisa. And you came in on Wednesday, and then I was in here Thursday. And it was a lot of fun. Talking politics and all the stuff I don't talk about here on well, the show. Well, it wasn't Tony Sanders Outdoors. It was the Brad Gisa show. Exactly. So. It was a little bit fun. So we got now we're we're heading into the last week of the season, unless you're in the CWD zone that you're going to be hunting. Um, and actually, we've we've closed up, I believe, haven't we? We've closed the gap a little bit. Uh, statewide, we're off uh, three thousand eight hundred forty-eight. So we're down three thousand eight hundred forty-eight from last year. That's probably because people couldn't get the deer loaded into their canoe from their uh, tree stand because of all the rain. <laughs> Uh, this week in Hamilton County, uh, 1,556 were off 62 from last year. Bledsoe County, 775. They're up three from last year. Way to go, Bledsoe. Bradley County, 812 off 18 from last year. Grundy County, 742 off 26 from last year. Marion County, 1,381 up. 41 from last year. Well done, Marion. McMinn County, 1,318, off 111. Uh, Meigs County, 969, off 62. Monroe County, 794, up 20. So well done. Polk County, 219, off 36. Ray County, 1,360, up 75. And Sequatchie County, 526 off 6. We're not really that far off in our area, except for McMinn County. They're the only ones that are triple digits. Everybody else is like 20, 30, 40, 50, somewhere in there off from the year before. Your top. It seems like we've, 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 we've taken a lot more deer this year. We haven't, but I think the numbers are down again because of the bad weather, the rain. And, I mean, you know, I know true rugged sportsmen get out there and hunt in the rain, but. I think the rain has had something to do with it this year, because we've had rain almost every weekend. If I'm not, uh, oh, it, it has been. It's, it's been one of, the, and sometimes you just get tired. You just don't want to go out in the rain. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh yeah, uh, you just you don't want to do it. Your top five counties in the state are Giles, Henry, Montgomery, Fayette, Hardeman. Hamilton has fallen one to number thirty-one statewide. So that is your harvest report for this week. There you go. Hope Ranger Dot enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. We, I saw. Um, I've seen quite a few deer on the side of the road too. Yeah. I didn't see any going home for Christmas. Saw a couple of possums, but other than that, that was about it. Hey, I'll do it. I'll do a real quick CWD update. There's not a lot of update. Uh, we had was it Eric? I think that called in. Mm-hmm. 
that wanted a CWD update, and we never got to it on uh, Wednesday. And so I apologize. I know he listens. Uh, basically, not a whole lot of, of new news. Um, we are increasing the uh, harvest opportunities in the CWD counties, which is Fayetteville or Fayette, uh, Hardeman, and McNary. Um, and we're increasing those, uh, extending the season starting the 7th of January going through uh, the 31st of January. One buck and unlimited does. You know, I've seen a lot of more comments about the number of does and people accusing us of trying to wipe out the herd. It's already three doe a day down there, so it's not like you, it's not like you're going to see a big difference. No, and 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 to justify this, I mean, it is pure data collection because you're going to have to actually go check your deer in so they can actually test it during this time period. Correct. And it's to gather data on chronic wasting disease. See where it is. Where was this deer shot? Okay, this deer was shot two miles from the. Uh, Shelby County line. Well, I got news for you. If it's two miles from Shelby County, it's probably in Shelby County. And that data and information gives the TWRA a really good base to go by. So, you know, this is purely research at this point. And the hunters are helping with the research. Exactly. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the, we had a guy that was doing a presentation to us in our emergency meeting. And uh, and he is he actually works for the state. He is the uh, veterinarian for the state, and he is actually. Or, and I think he works for TWRA. But anyway, um, he works closely with all the other organizations. But he is one of only two people that have been involved in confirmation of CWD in two different states. Really? Yeah. Um, he was on the staff in. I, I, I want to say it was North Dakota. Um, when they discovered it and then we hired him and he was on the staff here when we discovered it. And, and, and he was, he, and he made a statement. He said, the hunters are our best line of defense against CWD. Hmm. Uh, and that's true. Well, no, we don't have enough people to get out there and do it ourselves. That's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, how are you, how else are you going to collect data? And I mean, you could make a prediction. Sure. But if you have, Scientific data, that's a lot better prediction that you're going to make for somebody. Correct. So, Which is what we're trying to do now. Exactly. We're not trying to wipe out the herds. We're not trying to kill off all the deer in Tennessee because any deer that wander back into Tennessee are more likely contaminated with CWD if they come from Mississippi, Arkansas, or Missouri, or right. any place like that. So, Yeah, I was just reading an article, that was, and I had to reread it like several times, but Alabama has written an article that talks about cwd being found but they're talking about the ones found in tennessee but i had to read it three times to understand that that's what they were saying if it's in miss and i'm not trying to be rude to our friends in alabama um y'all put together a great football team don't get me wrong but it made its way from wyoming in the 1960s to all the states out west it has moved east and i got news for you alabama you better start a cwd program real soon or contact Tennessee and copy theirs and paste it into some program because it's coming. Deer don't res- it's in Mississippi, it's going to be in Alabama soon. I, and it's going to be in Kentucky. I'm sorry. 
Kentucky said they're not importing deer. Great. Try and prevent it as long as possible, but deer don't respect state lines. Nope, they don't. So I got news for you. It's coming. I hate to be the, you know, bearer of bad news and, you know, the angel of death today, but sorry. (laughs) I never quite thought of you the angel of death. I've been accused. (laughs) All right. With my with my great sunny attitude, <laughs> just saying. The um, and and I posted a story last night on uh, Tony Sanders Outdoors Facebook page, uh, and an update to the um, the uh, the guide that was killed by the grizzly. In um, I saw that I did not include. Was it Wyoming or Montana? I believe it was Wyoming, but it's probably going to be Montana. I'll look it up. <laughs> probably. Um, it's early anyway. Uh, and, and the two things that came out there that I thought was interesting. One was the, um, he, um, had a gun with him, but had a, an empty chamber under the hammer, which is not, I'm not saying that that makes a difference because if it's a single action firearm, uh, I mean a double action, uh, revolver. When you pull the trigger, it's going to rotate to a live round anyway. Right. So I don't know that, quote, that's a big deal. Uh, I also know it's not required to do that. There are so many safety features on revolvers now uh, as far as hammer blocks and things like that uh, that it, um, it it's not necessary to do that. Um, so that's the, the, the first thing. Um, the second thing they did find bear spray that had been used and emptied. Uh, and the other thing I found interesting is that it was, they think it was now, uh, two deer. Oh, two deer, two bear, two bears, two bears. Well, two bears versus one person is not good. I can tell you that um, right now. They, they found a young bear and were able to trace it back. Uh, DNA hmm. wise. It was Wyoming. Wyoming, okay. They were able to trace it back DNA wise. So they, if, if, I think, and they actually think it was a, uh, a, it was a child of the uh, sow that, uh, that they had already killed. Wow. So they ended up putting it down too. And we've had this conversation before. They kill these bears because once a bear realizes that we're not the supermen of the of the world, then we're just we're bait at that point. Yeah. Hey, there's something there's something you know about five foot eight and it 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 may spray me with something, but it tastes really good and I get a lot of meat off of it. I think I'll eat more. The and and that's why that's why you have to put them down. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is, um, and I, I mean I'm not. Somebody, somebody kind of, a friend of mine kind of somehow implied that somebody was kind of making light of or fun of the guy. Um, I, I don't think we were. I just, the, the, and what he pointed out is until you realize how fast those things are, and, and I understand that. Um, he had a gun. He apparently did not have the gun on. He had taken it off while he was processing this, um, Oh, it was not a revolver. 
That's right. It was a 10 millimeter Glock. So you would have had to rack the guy. Apparently that's what it was. Apparently he, uh, the other guy that survived, not the guide, but his, his client apparently tried to shoot the Glock and it of course fell on a dead chamber. So you'd have to, and, and the problem is, is you just don't have, you don't have time. I mean, these, these, these animals are so quick. You just don't have time. So I hate it. Uh, that, that update's been posted out there, uh, and you can uh, get a little bit more information about it. So, I mean, when I pick up a gun, I expect it to go bang. And in a pressure situation with a bear bearing down on me, I'm not going to think to rack one out if it doesn't go off the first time. I mean, it he, would it would eventually would. occur to me. The guide would. Yeah, but but not this other guy. Right. I mean, if it doesn't go bang, I'm going to be like, hey, what's wrong with this? I'm going to fiddle yeah. with it, but I got to. Well, and wh- apparently what <laughs> happened is a bear on when it head. didn't go bang and in the process of trying to uh, work the action, uh, the uh, magazine dropped, mm. which understandable in the pressure situation. Stuff like that's going to happen. Yep. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Burning, we're gathered round in chairs. Three generations of hunting in our veins. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Babies has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Babies can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Babies Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this last Saturday of the year. Can you believe that? So, resolutions. Oh, are we going there now? Well, or we ha- we have some. I have some. Do you have some? Of course I do. Okay. I'll wait and see what yours are. <laughs> then I'll work Is there going to be a running commentary on my... Probably. Okay, fair enough. I got no problem with it. We don't have to do them all at once. Okay. But, wait. you know, it is it is the resolution time. We'll be, I'll be making resolutions to, to, to blow. Um, but we may be a little more diligent in our outdoor resolutions than our health resolutions. Yes. And actually, I looked at some from last year, and I accomplished Did a, you? a few. Yeah, uh, I said I wanted to catch some tarp fish, and I ended up getting Master Angler 1 and 2 last year. So. Oh, good Lord. He's talking about his Master Angler stuff again. I'm a ma- How many do you have, Tony? Oh, that's right. None. Just, okay. Just saying. All right. Don't mess with me today. Um, my number one is... To find new lake or stream to fish, so explore. That's what I want to do. Well, now, in all fairness, 
You've been planning on fishing like new lakes or streams in this area for years. Yes, and I have. I did so last year. And which I've, ones? Which, which new ones did you do? I fished several different areas of North Chick Creek, including Lower Mill Road and over behind the Earth Fair. Oh, so it's not just new water; it's new waters on the water. New, new areas. New areas of the same old water that you know. Well, I also fished a new area uh, this year. Um, I fished. The Stones River in Murfreesboro, I fished the East Fork, not the West Fork. I'd never really been on the East Fork, so I fished that this year. Okay. Uh, Number two, and this one is along uh, with my success this year, I need to learn to use a duck call. I understand you blow into it, and when I do, it sounds like, but I need to learn to make that, I need to learn to use and blow a duck call correctly to actually attract duck, not repel duck. I've got several nice duck calls that people have given me. I've got some really nice ones, handmade. And every time I blow in them, I go, no, I need the, you know that. You need a good, I need to sound like a duck. Yeah, I need to make it sound like a duck and not just somebody going, I need to learn how to use a duck call. So that's one of my resolutions this year is to learn how to use a duck call and especially learn how to use a crane call this year. Is there anywhere on your list of things that include more duck hunting? Yes. Uh, you some, sure? Somewhere on here. Are you sure? No. Did you read them all while I was no. there? Uh, let's see here. I put, <laughs> I want to, oh shoot, where did I put it? I want to try and actually, no. I oh, talk, there it is. Duck and goose hunt more this year. Number six. N- duck and goose hunt more this year. And crane. I need to throw that one in there. And crane. Next year. Have you ever duck or goose hunted? No. Okay. So more would be by actually going. But go. I, thank you for pointing that out, and I knew this would be a running commentary, but go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. I, I would like to go duck and goose hunting this year and, again, go crane hunting, assuming I'm drawn. And assuming Tony doesn't put in some sort of ban or lock to where I get drawn out the very first name at the draw next year. I wouldn't do anything like that to you, Ron. Okay. You don't believe me? Yeah, I do. I believe. If I don't get drunk. You'd laugh. You'd laugh. You'd sit there and just be rolling on the floor laughing if I was the first person pulled out. No, I would I would I would hurt for you. I you'd be inconsolable for like 5 10 minutes tops. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So, you know what we need to do then? What's that? We need to go duck and goose hunting. Okay. I love duck hunting. I know. I, I really love the waterfowl. Your, your I'm buddy, loving it. your buddies, uh, go to Missouri every year, and I've been on that hunt. I wouldn't mind going on that hunt. I wouldn't mind going over to Arkansas. I've I've driven through Stuttgart, Arkansas. God, I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. but I was on my way to go fishing, and I always saw ducks, and you know, thought, hey, there's all the duck hunters and stuff. I'd love to go to the promised land of Arkansas and duck hunt, or and goose hunt, or. I'd love to stay here and do it, but I know we're not in a major flyway. I, I got that, but I mean, so so maybe we need to get in tighter with the with the duck guys. Yeah, I need to get in tighter with Alex, Chris, a few of the other guys from uh, DU. Uh, they've always been nice to me. They every time they go out duck hunting, they call me and they say, "Hey, uh, you know, we've got uh, 
a wood duck. Do you want the hide? And I'm like, yes, please. And they always brought me wood ducks or they'd bring me widgeons or they'd bring me a mallard or a hen or something like that. Or, you know, they'd always bring me feathers. And I really appreciated that. Um, but I, I think I would enjoy one. I enjoy the camaraderie. And two, I think, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I've, I think I found my niche and I think my niche is waterfowling. Let's talk to Beaverman. Hey, Beaverman. Ain't no ducks. Don't waste your time. They show up about the end of the se- about a day after the season. Well, that's because they got the guide on the hunting season before we did, so they know what day to come down and where they won't get shot. Yeah, Bruce Plant did a, a, a cartoon. I used to have it up on my loading bench, and it shows them. It's like the the calendar, you know, duck season end with an X. And all these ducks flying around, and the guys sitting there going, "How? How do they know?" <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. Is a funny one. I know. Um, I know. We send out the hunting guides to all the animals before we send it to the hunters. <laughs> well, they, not, they've got chips now; they can just download it, right? I mean, you don't because I know TWRA doesn't mail out uh, those things any longer. Just, just to the animals, right? They've oh, okay. All, they've all got that app on their yeah smartphone. TWRA on the go. Their bill, <laughs> just put it on their bill. Yeah. The um, words of wisdom: the the greatest conservation tool known to man is a duck call between the wrong lips. That would be me. <laughs> now, uh, Beaverman, I did hear via the grapevine, and I I, I don't want to call you out personally, but I heard you went to uh, East Tennessee and did some fishing. Yes, I. I threw off the coils of the duck hunter this week because it, uh, one, there aren't any ducks in southeast Oklahoma or southwest Oklahoma or anywhere in the state of Oklahoma. And two, my buddy who was going to fly out there and meet me, his schedule got rearranged. So I was going to drive 16 hours to hunt for two days and then drive 16 hours back. And Towing, you know, and there are no ducks. His boat and all of his crap. And there's no ducks there. Yeah. I can um, go sit, you know, drive a half hour, go to Bridgeport and sit and not see ducks. Right. So, fair enough. Um, the um, so yeah, I went up to East Tennessee uh, with a buddy of mine who's a guide and who was, you know, a guy. What does a guide do on his off day? He goes fishing with his buddies, and um, we floated to South Holston there near Bluff City. Um, their TWRA, thank you very much, put in a brand new boat ramp there and, um, very nice, very shiny. Um, and, uh, we put in there and then floated down, you know, Boone Lake has a big hole in it under the dam and all the King's horses and all the King's men can't quite figure out how to fill it up again. And so Boone Lake's like, I don't know, it's way, way, way low. Um, and so we floated down to uh, past Bluff City and to a place where normally would be probably 40 feet underwater. And um, it's kind of funny. You see these really nice, big, pretty docks and boathouses and stuff, and they're 150 yards from the river. Wow. And um, But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful day on the water. They were pushing like 100 million gallons a second down that little bitty river, so... It was large, heavy water, ca- uh, casting an eight weight with a two hundred seventy grain sinker, Whoa. 
and big double jointed articulated flies. Strip, 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 strip. Dead gummit, strip faster. Mm-hmm. No, strip slower. Strip, strip. Keep you know, shut up and keep casting. Yeah. And uh, that was um, it was a beautiful day on the water. The fishing was great. The catching was not so much. Hmm. I'm glad you had a good but, time. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's just it's nice to be be on a river in the sun and not watching the rain for a minute. And then then the the wind started. So the next day. With the wind blowing steady from 20 miles an hour up to 35 mile an hour gusts, mm-hmm. which would be in your face, in other words, going downstream against maybe a seven knot current, we decided not to go on the drift boat. Good call. <laughs> yeah. And went up to uh, one of the two delayed harvest streams in the state of Tennessee to go and uh, try and get some wily pellet raised trout and um managed a couple got some turns that creek was was high but not unmanageable it was not dirty yet and it's i'm sure it's disgusting now right with the four inches of rain they had but um yeah it was uh it was fun then um managed a couple the uh the young lady that uh, was fishing with us she pulled a 20 inch i mean guarantee 20 inch rainbow out from under a bridge Sweet. on a conehead slump buster. Sweet. And uh, I, have you seen the video of the, the French Broad River and the big RV floating down through there? No. Marshall, North Carolina? I have not seen that. Well, we came out of Paint Creek and went up toward Hot Springs, just the scenic route up there through along the French Broad. And, I mean, it was big. It was big and bulky and... I'm like, man, do y'all fish this in the summer? He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, there's like three little, you know, riblets that you fish down through there and just pound the smallmouth and the muskie. Well, it was way up next to the banks. Well, and there was washout spots along this road where it had come up previously. Well, uh, Wooly Booger posted last night a picture in Marshall, North Carolina, of a, like a big fifth-wheel RV that got sucked out of a campground and it's just bobbing down the middle of the French Broad River. Oh, Lord. I hope nobody was. It looked in like it. the Colorado River at that point. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. They, they've had a ton of rain, just tons of rain. Beaver man, we're going to have to go to a break. Sorry. That's all right. I can just drone on and on about useless information. Well, that's what we do for two hours. Thank you for joining <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> all right, man. Happy New Year, Happy gentlemen. New Year. Happy New Year, sir. All right. See we'll you. See. All right, we're going to go pay a bill, and when we come back, we'll be uh, adding a little bit because something he said ties to something you've got on your number eight. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. 
Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hope you're having this wonderful time of the morning. Hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Now, one of the things that, that Beaver Men said was talking about Casting an eight weight with a double whatever articulated fly and 270 grain sinker. And mm-hmm. I have been on the water casting a 10 weight or an eight weight, and you wear yourself out. You can very easily, especially with a sink tip and a large fly because. So your number eight resolution is get into fishing shape. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. Even when we went out just the first time this year, we went out brim fishing. Right. With just regular five weights or whatever we had. After casting for a while, your shoulders and arms start getting a little tired. Yeah. And 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 I, and if you remember correctly, I knew exactly when you were getting tired. And you could tell when I was getting tired because your cast started go, getting sloppy. It gets real sloppy and it just goes to heck in a handbasket. I mean just it just goes downhill real quick. And I said get into fishing shape and this means actually going to work and focus on the muscles that lay dormant under an adequate blanket of adipose tissue, i.e. fat. So if that's you the educational part of the show. That's the educational part of the show. Adipose tissue is also known as fat. Um if I want to fish from dusk till dawn, I need to hit the gym. If I want to duck hunt, I need to hit the gym. Basically I need to hit the gym. Um, I went to my doctor, had a doctor's appointment the 18th of December, and he said I need to hit the gym. So with him saying it and with knowing what I want to do outdoors, I need to hit the gym or at least get into better shape than I am today. So I'm not, I am not going to come in on shape, I can assure you. Well, so, round is a shape, and I, that's the one I've chosen. I'm just saying. Round is a shape, and, and I'm there. I need to get less round. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think it's a good point. Um, I remember when I went out west a few years ago, uh, I spent a lot of time getting into hiking condition. Right. To, to be better able to go out there and, and hunt. Uh, and, and going fishing, not only fly fishing, but just regular fishing. Uh, you go out there and stand on a, a moving boat for all those hours, throwing a, a you know, a, a half ounce um, jig. You get, st- it, you you use muscles you don't use, and exactly, and and you need to get out there and and work those and 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 get out there. Oh, and one other thing, most people don't realize. Let's say you go wade a stream. You know those people who put weights on their ankles. And, you know, walk and, and, you know, they've added extra weight to their, well, our producer, J.D., does right there. Um, if you're in a stream and water's pushing against your foot and you're trying to walk upstream, that's a great workout. It really is. And it will tire you out very quickly. And if you're not in good shape, 
sometimes, you know, you've got a choice. Either wait upstream or get out on the bank. And sometimes the bank isn't the place to be. I can tell you that. So, um, you know, you need to get in shape to, to go out and do these fun outdoor activities. Uh, let's see, what other one did I have? Uh, uh, you've, you've written a stinking book. Well, the, it's 2019, so I wrote 19 resolutions. I was trying to stick with the the theme. Um, number three is fish more. Why didn't you write 2019 resolutions? Because that would have been a book. That would have been a book. Um, number three is fish more this year than I did last year. Okay, that's a goal. And we don't have to. We don't have to go through them all right yeah. now because we got another hour. Uh, and we've got some other issues that I want to talk about as well. But uh, I have to admit, your list is well thought out. Oh, thank you. Long, but well thought out. I, got no, I like number 19, though. Okay. Help my wife pick out a concealed carry gun that she is comfortable with and take her shooting. Well, you're going to have to get her to a range so she can try guns to be find out if she's comfortable with them. Right. And that's... Included in number 19. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know, if she's she's got a permit to carry, mm-hmm. she should be carrying. That's what I say. But she hasn't found or shot another gun that... I want to find her one that she's comfortable with and that she likes. Purchase it for her and take her to the range and get her much more comfortable. So, Okay. That may not be good for your health. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Just saying. Mm-hmm. With all the smart-ass comments I come up with, yeah, that may not be a very good thing. Exactly. All right. We're going to go take a break for the top of the hour news when we come back. Uh, we've got some other news to come up with as well as talk about some uh, stuff coming up in 2019. We'll be right back. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. 
tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. I just went on to uh, Compass Auctions, checked out. There was another one I'm winning. I didn't realize I was winning. Cool. Some bulk ammo. I was looking at buying. Bulk ammo. I like that. Mm-hmm. You're going to buy, buy in bulk. I'm, I'm, I'm out on one and still winning on the other, but I'm at my max bid. So, well, I'll let you know if you don't win. I'm so. going to get a. I'm going to get a notice before long. That says, <laughs> You've been outbid. I've been outbid. So anyway, cool. All right. Um, where are we going to go? You want to go with this? Ticks. I hate ticks. Let's talk about ticks. Um, they're calling for a tick explosion again this year. Uh, I just did a little bit of research while we were in the break. Uh, wet, moist conditions help tick growth, and warmer winters also help tick growth. So if you don't have a lot of really cold days to kill them off, really hard freezes, several of them, you're going to have a lot of ticks. But experts say that uh, permethrin, which is the yellow stuff at Sports' Warehouse that you can get, if you go into Sports' Warehouse, ask them for the yellow stuff that Tony and Rob recommend. You can spray that on your clothes. How did you get involved in that recommendation? Because you recommended it to me. I went turkey hunting. I sprayed my clothes down with it. Let me rephrase that. I hosed my clothes down with it, (laughs) including my gloves. And Uh I actually saw a chigger chigger and tick walk up on my glove, and they turned around and went the other way very quickly. It works. It works. It really works well. So... The uh, CDC is actually recommending that you treat your clothing if you're going to be out and about in the early spring because tick season is projected to be bad. Um, A new study which was published in the Journal of Medical Entomology ran tests on 10 clothing items purchased from companies to see how the ticks respond to the treated clothes. It did not take long before the ticks fell off and lost their ability to move for at least an hour if your clothes are treated with permethrin. So the key thing is, go get the yellow stuff down at Sportsman's Warehouse, hose your clothes down, hose your socks off, hose your boots, anything, the cuffs of your pants, and you'll be less likely to pick up a lot of ticks. So, So, because it's a mod winner... Correct. And rainy. Moist, yes. And could it be any worse than it was last year? Ticks were horrible last year. Ticks were terrible, and mosquitoes were even, oh, my God. I'm, mosquitoes I'm, were terrible I want, last year. I want some, there's not anything we can do about it, but I want some I want some cold weather. I, I want do, to kill these things. I do, too. You I know, want them dead. I want, yeah, Al Capone here. I want them dead. I want, I want their, their family, family dead. dead. Yeah, exactly. I want everybody they know dead. <laughs> Okay, maybe we took that a little bit too far, but probably. Yeah. But I, 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 last year with doing some fishing around uh, North Chickamauga Creek, I got eaten alive. I, l- I had put on really good 
really good quality Sawyer, which who makes the permethrin that we use. Right, the yellow stuff. The yellow stuff. I had bought some of their mosquito spray, and it's good stuff. It works, but I still had mosquitoes still biting me. It, it helped, don't get me wrong. It was better than nothing, but I was still getting bit with that stuff on me, and I ended up reapplying it three or four times during a fishing trip at one point. It was absolutely horrid for mosquitoes last year. I got eaten up. And somebody said, well, carry a, uh, uh, a thermocell with you. That's great. I'm on the water, and you're supposed to lay those things flat. They don't really work well in the vertical position. Okay. And I got nothing to hook it on except the back of my shirt, and they say don't hook it to clothing because it can actually like burn through your clothing. Because they get hot, and that's what they do. There's a little butane flame in there, and it heats up the pad and does stuff like that. But I've I've used deep woods cutter off. I've used the the Sawyer permethrin. I've doubled up on both of those on several occasions, and the mosquitoes last year were just terrible. And if the mosquitoes are that bad, God only knows how many ticks I accidentally washed off walking into the river. So I, it's going to be a bad year this year for bugs, unless... I know winter started, what, on the 22nd, technically, unless we get some really hard freezes, and I'm talking like four or five days of good, hard, below 32 degrees freezes, we're going to have a bad, bad tick year. Good morning, Sterling. Hey, guys. I got a question. Um, I haven't been fishing since I was really a kid with my stepdad, and he's knowledgeable on everything outdoors. He's an old country boy from Alabama. So he'd always guide me and teach me what I needed to know. So I'm really going to start it all back up again 20-plus years later. And I needed to know, you know, I mean, what's a good rod and reel to start out with. I'll walk through Academy and I'll see stuff like the ugly stick and stuff like that. I don't even know what I'm looking at. So can you all recommend something that won't break my bank, but at the same time give me a good quality reel and rod just to bank fish for now? Oh, yeah. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thank well, you, thanks, sir. Man. The ugly sticks are a good rod. They're, they're kind of their marketing thing is that you can bend them and they won't break. They're, they're a quality rod. Uh, Shimano, Daiwa are, are really great reels. They do make some rods. Any combo you find, like if you go into Sportsman's Warehouse and you talk to the knowledgeable staff there, if you go in there... Um, just tell them what you're going to do. Tell them I'm going to bank fish. Probably I would suggest a uh, spinning rod to start out with. They're super easy to use. Open the bale, hook the line into your finger, give it a toss. You know, if you're fishing for brim, you can use a bobber or fish it on the bottom. If you're fishing for cats, uh, you know, you might want to upgrade your gear, but it all depends on what you're fishing for. If you're just bank fishing for anything that swims by, you can get a medium action rod and a good reel lined up and everything relatively inexpensive i was i was going to Rel- say, really inexpensively i was going to say that uh, i know you're the fishing guy and i'm not supposed to talk but no I that's really okay go ahead please uh i was going to say that i think uh sportsman sells a fluger combo which i think is really oh good. yeah uh i've actually got a couple of them and uh fluger is made by shakespeare i'm a shakespeare guy from for years um i, I think i told the story uh when i for my 12th or 13th birthday i got a brand new uh shakespeare rod and reel and um, promptly broke it oh no um it was on my bike 
and I ran into the back of another bike, and it got into the wheels and broke. Sent it back. They sent me a new one, and I've been a Shakespeare fan ever since. Now, they didn't have to send it. No. But, uh, I mean, I was heartbroken. And this is the same one, the replacement one. Is nope. the, that went in the drink. That went into the drink below the dam that somebody actually p- caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still have that rod to this day. Wow. Uh, and that would have been, what, nearly 40 years ago. Uh, but I'm I'm a big Shakespeare fan, and I believe I believe uh, Fluger is made by Shakespeare mm-hmm. or is owned by Shakespeare. Uh, but I have bought uh, for a couple of people, and I think isn't your the the one the first spinning rod you bought wasn't in a Fluger? It was combo, correct. Uh, so I'm a I'm a big Fluger fan. Uh, so and that's spelled P F L U G E R. So I would uh, I would check that out. I think they make a really good, inexpensive. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much it is, but it's just not expensive. Uh, and the other thing I would advise you on is this. All the lures and stuff out there, I think, are as designed to catch the, the, the fishermen as much as they are the fish. Uh, you know, be wary of all the shiny doodads and stuff. Just find something basic that works. And I th- if, if I was going to start fishing today, I'd buy an, uh, a bait, not a bait caster. God, don't buy no, a bait No, don't caster. buy a bait caster. Uh, I'd buy a, uh, a spinning rod and reel combo, and I think I would buy a couple of um, rooster tails combos of some kind mm-hmm. uh, and some, um, and I like rattle traps too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's a deep water and a, and a, and, and a not-so-deep-water that will get you started. Yeah. And also, don't don't forget about the live bait. And, and uh, when I bank fish, 99 times out of 100, if I'm, if I'm actually chucking bait, it's going to be a wax worm under a bobber mm-hmm. or it's going to be a red worm under a bobber. And, you know, bass will eat that. I've had perch eat that. I've had, you know, caught tons of brim that way as well. The wax brim love wax worms. You can go out and just fill up a, a five gallon bucket with brim. If you got a bucket of wax worms, go out there, have fun, and and try and match your tackle. The thing is, try and match your tackle to what you're normally going to fish for. Uh, if you're going to catfish all the time, get the big heavy rod. Don't get the buggy whip. If you're going to brim fish, get the buggy whip so you can actually feel the fish on and you know. And and do not hesitate to go to uh, any of the the parks around that have uh, fishing piers. That oh yeah. Put in. Oh yeah. Uh, Crappie. Oh god. TWRA yeah. uh, puts in a lot of habitat around those things. Uh, you've got the the one out on uh, Highway 58 at Wolf Tiver, mm-hmm. uh, that fishing pier. Then you got the one at Wolf. I'm not at Harrison Bay State Park. There's one there. Um, and then you've got the one at Chester Frost Park. Mm-hmm. Those are just the parks. Uh, Booker T has one. Uh, so you've got a chance to fish all kinds of different waters uh, f- straight from the fishing piers. Mm-hmm. You can get started. I'm, I'm going to make a projection. You can probably get tackle and rod and reel for probably under $60, $70. I was going to say for 100 for sure. Oh, yeah, for 100 easy. But I'm thinking you can probably get out of there $60, $70. And they get you started back. Welcome back to the world of fishing. Come come to the dark side. We have cookies and fish. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad he's going back. I hope we gave him enough to, to work with. I hope so. Uh, and, and get some tick spray. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and mosquito repellent. Get the yellow stuff at uh, at Sportsman's Warehouse. All you got to do is ask for the yellow stuff that Rob and Tony recommend. Mm-hmm. And that'll get you. Because traipsing through the woods to get to the the water will get you covered up. Oh, yeah. I've I've walked through with my, thank God I had waders on one time. I was walking to the Caney Fork, walked through it, and it looked like I had poppy seeds all over me. It looked like I, my waders are kind of, you, well, you've seen them. They're kind of a tan color. It kind of looked like a poppy seed muffin because of all the ticks that were on there, and I was very happy to wade into the stream and drown all those little things. Poppy seed muffin. It did. It, well, you are so descriptive today. Well, thank you. All right, let's go pay a bill, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, talk a little bit about a couple more resolutions as well as some other things that uh, is out there that might be of interest to you. We'll be right back. When them white oak acorns started to drop So many I twisted my ankle walking through the stand if you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. I'm on a first-name basis at the tackle Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this last Saturday of the, the year. It's hard to believe, man. Another year in the in the can. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I was Richard Sims, who uh, has been on the show several times, and is also um, a, a a very well read writer. Good lord, and obviously has people paying a lot of money to advertise on his page because I can't get to <laughs> the story that I want. Um. Did I cover the story or no? No. Well, he put out an article. Here we go. Good Lord. All right. He put out um, He put out the top ten stories based on readership that he has put out there this year. Okay. And they are? All right. Number ten. Uh, you can find these at News Channel 9 Outdoors. Newschannel9.com. NC NewsChannelLine.com. Go to the outdoors section. Go to or sports section, then go to outdoors. All right. So Tennessee preliminary detects chronic wasting disease in white-tailed deer. That was number ten. Number nine, Chickamauga big bass. Um, just shy of state record, and uh, that was caught on February thirteenth. 
Operation Dry Water back on the lake again. That's where we uh, uh, TWRA gets out there and tries to keep you from drinking and boating. Massive support for family of missing FLW angler Nick Kaler. That was a horrible story out of Lake Okeechobee. Yeah. Uh, went missing in a storm down there. Um, Tennessee Fish and Wildlife Commission to consider controversial deer hunting rule changes, which we did change. Thank you. Yep. Seven-foot alligator spotted in Tennessee. That was out of Memphis. TWA confirms likely state and world record black crappie, which has been confirmed. IGFA record, too. IGFA record, yes. New invader threatening the Tennessee River, and we are talking, of course, about the Asian carp. Uh, number two, Tennessee deer season extended in CWD in high-risk zone. And then the top story is the FLW Pro Bass Pro missing competition canceled. Yeah, that was the one down in Florida. Yeah, same. The, that was same a follow-up, follow yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, it was a terrible story. I, I remember reporting on that and how sad it was because when we reported it, we ha- we one week he was missing, and the next week, like two days after we went off air, like on a Monday, they found him. And really bad story, really bad. So, where you want you want to go back to uh, resolutions, or do you want to talk about uh, these idiots out of New York? No, we'll get to idiots out of New York in just a second. Okay, uh, I was out at Sportsman's earlier last week. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it was last Saturday. Talking to Carl, they have ne- it's no longer sportsmanswarehouse.com. Yeah, I just I just found that out. It's now sportsmans.com. Sportsmans.com. So yep. don't worry about the warehouse. It's just sportsmans. That's exactly right. Speaking of, I'm wearing my Christmas present from Carl. Let's see. That's nice. It's got a salmon fly on it, and then on the back, I don't know if you've seen the back. Huh. It's got a big picture of a salmon fly on there, too. You got that, and I didn't. Yeah, because I'm the trout professor. Okay. (laughs) I'm Tony Sanders. Yeah, that's true. This is Tony Sanders Outdoors. So you have a shirt. I do. Given to you by Carl. Yes. Our friend. Yes. The manager. Correct. At Sportsman's Warehouse. As a Christmas present. As a Christmas present. Uh huh. It's just been a bad year for you all around. It I, has been. It I has. got a I got a t shirt and drawn for Crane. And what did you get? Nothing. I didn't get a t shirt. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just remembering. Okay. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> just just remember this, mm-hmm. Robert. Yes, sir. The uh, the more hell you give me, the more you get back. Oh yeah, I'm I, yeah, I'm well aware of that. But I, I don't I, know when it'll be. I know. Oh no, that's the but fun I will part. Not forget. Oh, there, that's the fun part. Is someday I'll just be reading a story and something will come up and there'll be some snide comment. And I think that's what really our listeners are looking for. <laughs> At some, point. I did get asked one time. <laughs> no kidding. I got asked by a colleague. They were listening to the show. They go, "Y'all, y'all like see each other during the week?" Or you know, I said, "What do you mean?" They said. Y'all were kind of getting mad at each other. I said, well, what were you saying? I said, we ride to the show every Saturday morning. I said, we hunt and fish together. He said, oh, oh, okay. Well, it seemed like y'all were mad at each other. I'm like, nah, well, yeah, could have been, but yeah. 
Still, we still do the radio show. Yeah, it's 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 not nearly as bad as as it seems on occasion. All right, so one of my goals this year is to simplify my outdoor life. That's a very good goal. I've kind of got that one. I got organized, but I've got to get organized. Well, I got to get rid of crap. I got I got to find a place to put crap, and I've got an idea. But go ahead. Well, I'm I'm I really do need to get rid of junk. I got stuff. I, you know, it's kind of like anything. You you have a multiple selection of firearms, but right. you only use two. Yeah. So why keep the other three? It's a good point. Now, and and I'm not saying anything against somebody that has a lot of firearms at all, but there comes a point where it's like you got to start. You got to start organizing. And and you got to start realizing that in a, in a safe of firearms is a lot of money. Yeah. And so you can, if you if you got, I've got, I have firearms that have never been fired. And it's not because I have what I call guns that are you know guns that I won't ever use. Right, because I don't, I don't, I don't buy a gun that I'm not willing to fire. No, and you're very utilitarian in your guns. I will say so, that. And so I've got, but I've got firearms that have never been fired because I've got other ones that that are basically the same gun, and I've acquired them, and, and I've acquired them various ways. I've won some, I've bought some at auctions. I've done, I've bought some from people that had money troubles, and they needed money, need to sell them. So I've acquired them a bunch of, I've inherited some of them. Right. And, and so you go through all that, and then you realize, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. All right. I have four 38 specials. snub nose 38s. Four. Four. I know one of them is an airweight. Well, I have a, a titanium Taurus. I have an airweight Smith. I have a non-airweight Smith, which is exactly the same thing, except it's heavier. Right. And I've got uh, something else. I don't remember what the other one is. It's a, I don't want to say a throwaway gun, but it's a it's a it's a throwaway gun. Okay. So I got four. I don't need four of the same thing. They are exactly the same thing, different brands. They're all pretty much going to uh, snub nose. 38s probably they're all going to shoot probably about the same correct with the exception of the the uh air weight versus the solid there may be a little bit of recoil difference but probably not much you'd notice to be honest so the question is is do i need 438s or do i need 138 so if, if we determine i only need one and and it's snub nose so this is not a hunting weapon this is just simply for carrying. If we only need one, then why not get rid of the other three? Makes sense. I mean, and, and that's what I'm talking about. Um, I have... I'm, I'm also not a sentimental person, per se. Okay. So, I have my very first shotgun, which was a single barrel 410 that hasn't been shot in Forever? 45 years. Okay. 
hadn't been out safe in 45 years? Do I need that? Or would it be better for me to give that to a young boy or girl who is starting to hunt for the first time? That's a really good point. Now, I may wait and hang and let my grandson use it first before I give it away. Right. But, I mean, again, it's, 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 it's a perfect example. Now, I have a twenty two four ten that was given to me by my grandfather, twenty two four ten over and under, that I will not get rid of. That's the ultimate squirrel gun, though. Perfect. Exactly. And even though I use it once or twice a year only for squirrel hunting, I use it once or twice a year for squirrel hunting. Right. And you hadn't used the other 410 in 45 years. Since I haven't used the other 410, no, I tell you exactly when the last time I used it. Uh, I bought my Remington 1100 when I was 12 years old. All right? Right. So that would have been 42 years ago. It hasn't been used since. It has been in, actually it wasn't even in a safe. It's just in the corner of a closet for years. Pulled it out once a year, wiped it down, and put it back. I'd say let your grandson use it, and when he outgrows it, great idea. Maybe get get it to a youth it, starting there, out. I yeah. mean, there's 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 not a lot of value in the gun. Right now, I my dad bought it from my grandfather for thirty dollars. I remember that because I I mean thirty dollars was huge in oh yeah in the in the seventies to me. Um, but I also kind of wondered about having to buy a gun from my grandfather. I, that never really. And then I, later in life, I realized, well, he has like 20-something grandkids. He, he couldn't just be partial and give one to. So right. I understood. I was fine with that. Right. Um, but so there, there's, but the gun's probably not worth, probably, it's probably worth 75, 80 bucks. All right. Now, not that 75 or 80 bucks is not a lot of money, but I would be just as happy to give that to somebody to let them start down the path of hunting as I would to sell it. That makes sense. That makes really good sense. So, and, and do I need to keep it? My, I have several guns I've bought from my grandson uh, that we're just now starting to use. Do I really need to keep it for that? I don't know. Maybe I will just from a safety. It's a single shot. Um, break action, 410. Great to learn on. It is. Uh, I do not... I would not let him take it to the dove field. I think that's cruel and unusual punishment. I agree. Uh, which, even though my father did that to me. but <laughs> It was a different time then. Yeah. It's all part of the experience. I've got a, I've got a break action, single shot, 12 gauge. It was given to me by the same grandfather that gave me the 22410. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a junk gun. It's a throwaway. Yeah. So, again... Great opportunity to give it to somebody. I've used it more in hunter safety than I've used it in anything else. We use it on the ropes where we simulate crossing the fence. Right. Because it's a break action single shot. Right. Put a dummy around in it and let them use that. If they drop it, I don't care. That's why I take it there. Oh, makes sense. So, again, again, that's just, that's kind of the, the, you know. No, that's a great idea. And I, I, I like your idea of getting it to someone who will actually use it or maybe a youth. And that really kind of ties in with one of my uh, goals this year. One of the goals I put down for 2019 is to take somebody new, new to fishing, take them out this year. Uh, you know, maybe uh, somebody who wants to learn. Okay. Uh, 
maybe somebody who wants to learn just general fishing, sure, I'll take them out. If so, if a youth wants to come out, you know, give me a call. I'll I'll take them out fishing. You know, probably teaching some bad words too. So sweet. <laughs> learn how to fish and cuss all in the same trip. Well, it, they're kind of hand in hand, so you know how it is. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. Leaves are turning. There's a chill in the air. Campfires are burning. We're gathered round in chairs. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hey, I was... Do you do you see these questions on Facebook all the time? I, I find this really just insane. Uh, and, and here's a question, and this one just popped up that I, I saw, right? Okay. Um, what is everyone carrying tonight? Okay. And this is on a uh, a gun a gun page, a firearm page. Okay. All right. And there's 414 comments. People showing pictures of their guns and stuff like that. I don't want to tell people. I think the fact when I told somebody a few when I said a few minutes ago I had four thirty eights, probably the first time I've ever told anybody what I really have. Right. I just don't do that, and I sure don't put it on Facebook. No. What are you carrying tonight? Nothing. Why? A few extra pounds. It's the holiday season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, now, 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 if you want to get evil and mean with me. You'll find out what I'm carrying real quick, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not. I'm sure I'm not going to put it on Facebook. Nope. You can just wonder. I agree. I, I have. I've never answered those. I struggle with even answering the question of, you know, what guns. Well, let me back up. I even find it funny that people put questions out on Facebook. What What do you think of this? Why do you care what people think? Good point. I would rather call somebody that I know and ask them than ask a bunch of people because it's so funny. I'm, 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 I'm looking. Uh, there are Glock haters apparently. 
Yeah, I've never been a Glock fan. Uh, I like I, I've 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 owned my first Glock, not until you know three or four years ago. Uh, I think they're very utilitarian. They're they they you pick them up, they, you pull the trigger, they go boom. That's and that's what they do. Um, but man, there's people that think, oh, they're junk, just junk. Okay, then that's your opinion, and that's fine. Right. Uh, it's it's just it's fun to watch the the Glock haters. I I really find that humorous. I love reading all the com. You know, I I saw the I saw the best comment I think I've seen on a post. This this post just went really really south really really quick, and somebody you know people were making a lot of weird bad comments, funny comments, and it was dirty comments. Dirty comments, <laughs> and somebody typed in. I'm just here to read the comments, and I thought that's that's what I do. I just love seeing the, you know, I I, I just want to see it just start circling the drain until somebody pushes the plunger and it all goes down the toilet. I'm I love watching it go south. Why is why that, would you, that, why why that, would you set yourself up for that? In, in all fairness, I sent you the link to this post. Yes, I told you to, you need to read the comments, and I didn't. And my favorite comment out of all of them, there were a lot of dirty comments and a lot of uh, double entendre. And my favorite comment was, I'm just here to see these comments. <laughs> well, and, and I'm surprised that they didn't pull the story because it just, it went, it went south bad. Oh, it went, it went, it went very south very quickly. I've never seen something go that, come off the rails that quickly. I mean, it was bad. Um, but just reading the comments, that's what, you know, people are going to be smart Alex. I'm I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. No. I'm just saying we I'm are not. some of those people. And occasionally we get these great one-liners and they fit and a lot of these people chose this story to release their ire upon <gasps> and their creative juices. It was hilarious, but anyway. And we will not uh we will not divulge the source of our humor. No. Because it, we, we, let me rephrase that. It is not suitable for radio broadcasting. <laughs> I think, I think that would be correct. Yeah, it's the dump button would be going. It, it would be fun. Yeah, all you'd hear is dead air for like fifteen, twenty minutes tops. So, <laughs> all right, we have, uh, we have a, a new category this, this. Uh, this week, yes, I had to come up with a new category, and uh, I consulted you about the names. I like the first name, but it was not entirely conclusive. So now we have a new category, and uh, if anybody would like to sponsor this category, please let us know, <laughs> because you could be the official sponsor of poaching pinheads. Poaching pinheads. Yes, because anybody who goes out poaching is a pinhead, in my opinion. Uh, Oregon prosecutors have filed more than 100 charges in an investigation of wildlife poaching that has spanned state lines and allegedly left dozens of animals illegally shot, often left to rot. The Wasco, Oregon County District Attorney's Office charged 11 people with misdemeanor wildlife crimes on Tuesday. Some of those charges in Oregon are also being prosecuted by Washington State for illegally killing bears, deer, elk, and bobcat. Uh, members of this poaching group often filmed their hunts, capturing gruesome scenes, including some in Washington, which showed hunting dogs gnawing on dead or wounded bears. 
Uh, the hunts were left the I'm sorry the the animals in the hunts were left to waste and nobody collected any meat or hides or anything like that. Uh, between the two states, 17 people have been implicated in p- the posting investigate poaching investigation. At least two men have already pled guilty to poaching-related crimes. There is a possibility of felony charges for 33 people as well. Interesting. It gives all the names of the people who are charged. Uh, some of these idiots, uh, let's see here. Charges include uh, illegal uh, possession of wildlife, including deer, bear, bobcat, squirrel, cougar, wasteful, wanton waste, uh, hunting with artificial light, use of dogs or bait, criminal conspiracy, aiding or sharing in a wildlife uh, violation, altering, borrowing, or loaning license or tag permits. Uh, Five cougars were also killed. Most of them left to waste. And that's the difference between a sportsman, an angler, a true outdoorsman, and these poaching pinheads. They went out to kill stuff. That's not what hunters do. Hunters go out and harvest. Anglers go out and fish, catch and release, or harvest. These people are pinheads. They're poachers. And I hope they throw the book at each and every one of those idiots. Good. That's the only poaching one you got. That's the only poaching one I got. I we we keep having poaching stories, mm-hmm. and I always put them under idiots outdoors. They're not idiots. They know exactly what they're doing. They're sure. pinheads. Okay. So that's why we started a new category: poaching pinheads. You know, I had a friend of mine um, that uh, her dog has been, we think, shot and killed. Oh no, um, that's terrible. A Labrador. Oh, uh, no. Actually, a prize-winning Labrador. Oh. Um, but there were two dogs that were turned out to go out and play for a short period of time in literally less than 10 minutes. And um, one of them came back with two bullet holes in it, and the other one didn't come back. Man, what is wrong with people? That's just, I mean. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, when I first became a commissioner, I had this issue come up, and I have to—I'm—I'm I, I, not taking the side of the person that shot the dog. That's not what I'm saying. But this guy was pretty serious. He said, "You know, I've spent fifteen hundred dollars on this lease, and I work, and I put in food plots, and uh, and I get the the property ready." And then I'm sitting in my deer stand, and, and the neighbor that, that has property next to us turns their dogs out, and their dogs come running through and running the deer. He goes, what do I do? Every county, and this is, I, I, did, I did some investigation, every county in state of Tennessee has lease law. You cannot just let your dog run wild. So if your dog crosses onto someone else's property, now you got a situation where your dog is is trespassing and you don't have control of your dog. True. And and he was looking for me to give him permission to kill the dogs. I said, nobody in their right mind, the sheriff's department, me, nobody's going to tell you to go out and shoot a dog. 
I'm going to tell you what the law is. Okay? Right. And you decide what you want to do. But, I, and I, I feel sorry for them. Um, and I don't understand. I, I guess I'm not to the point where I would shoot a, obviously a family pet with a bright orange collar on its neck on the black dog. I'm not to the point where I would shoot somebody's dog because they're ruining my deer. But I understood where this guy was coming from that leased his property. And it was here in Hamilton County. Oh. What do you do? You tell him the law, and then you tell him, hey, look, go talk with the homeowner and see right. if y'all can come to it. Which, which he did. He had already done that, and and the homeowner didn't do a thing different. Hmm. Uh, and they just uh, let the dog, and the guy had three or four dogs, big dogs, that were out. And they would just run deer all over the place and run them right out from under his where he was hunting. Hmm. So, bad situation. All around. We'll be right back. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 6408 Dixon Pike. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roasts, or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give them a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook. It sits above the man. I, I really wish we could uh, record the the, the breaks. I swear. <laughs> what were you? What were you? Go ahead. No. Do your story. All right. How would you like to make three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for one hundred fifty days' work? Sign me up. Okay. Well, you can be a part of the Staten Island Deer Vasectomy Program. It's a $4.1 million program where they're giving vasectomies to deer. Now, they're also shelling out huge salaries. And by huge, there was one technician who made six figures for less than half a year's work. The first program, one of the senior scientists charged with capture and sterilization, earned $375,000 for 150 days' work. Another senior scientist doing a site visit project and setup administrative permitting, earned $58,650 for 30 days' work. That's good money. Oh, that's great money. You know what they found out about this program? It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. It's not going to work. Cornell, Harvard, lots of people who have these degrees in biology said, this ain't going to work. And you know what? It hadn't worked. In fact, there's been a deer increase on Staten Island, even with the vasectomy program. Are these people on the dope? Are they high? These people are high. I swear they're high because they're doing some sort of drug because they're not listening to people who know what they're doing. You want to decrease the number of deer on Staten Island? 
I got a real simple way, and it'll make money. I can make money for the borough of Staten Island. Sell permits to hunters to go out there with crossbows or compound bows. You don't even need guns. $100 permit, take a deer. You want two deer? $200. You want three deer? $300. That'll keep the deer numbers down. Vasectomies don't work. In fact, there has been an increase in deer. This doesn't work. You know why? Why? Nature will compensate. Yes. Uh, Learn this in coyotes. Oh, yeah. You kill a coyote, the next breeding will produce more pups to replace the, the missing ones. Right. Deer, they're part of nature. They make a decision. They see their population draining, and they increase their proliferation. So what's happened is by giving a vasectomy to the to the deer, you just made it better for the other deer that didn't get the vasectomy, right? Because the deer are going to breed. And here's my problem: they they say the deer are a problem. We need to reduce their numbers. Harvest them. Oh, that's evil, Rob. Come on. I bet our buddy Rob up in New York. I mean, I bet he would even raise his hand to go down there tonight. Oh, I guarantee you, he would. May, he may not. He may not like New York. I'm, well, City. yeah, he, he lives in Upstate. He doesn't want to go down to Staten Island. I'm sure he doesn't want to get into all that traffic and stuff. But, hey, if you get a chance to get venison for your freezer, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd make the drive. That's just me. Yeah, and I don't know that I'd charge him $100 a year. I, I just threw that out and there. there. $100, $100 permit, take up to three or four deer. Yeah. And reduce the population. Because it ain't working. Well, I mean, what my problem is, is you had some Ivy League schools, some people at the top of their field in Ivy League colleges saying, this is not going to work. And they said, oh, great, let's implement this. These people are on drugs. Don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Because then you come up with idiot ideas like this. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Well, it has been a wonderful 2018. Thank you so much for being part of Tony Sanders Outdoors and listening to our show. Uh, we're going to go and try to figure out how we make 2019 even better. Appreciate all the people that call in, be part of the show. We need to get more people calling in more. Mm-hmm. Because you have ideas that we don't have. Thanks. And I don't think it's we're that entertaining all the time. Eh, sometimes. We'll see. All right. Anything else? Last minute? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. 2019. Big plans? Fishing? You going to fish on New Year days? I might. Well, no, not with the water the way it is. I'll, no. I'll, I'll try and find someplace. But All right. I am going to not eat black eyed peas. That's my goal. Me too. All right. See you next year. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. You don't see one you want? Go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway.
Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoor.